0: We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here right now into your present moment and exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that, and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, beautiful humans. I am coming to you from the other side of an incredibly powerful week-long series of ayahuasca ceremonies in the jungle of Costa Rica. And one thing I can say with all of my heart is that this week changed my life. And it's an edge for me to even begin to try to transmit in words, in language, what actually occurred in my consciousness during that time. But I'm going to do my very best because I promised you that I would. And um, I just want to presence that the episode before this one is the pre-ceremony episode. I set the intention to do a before and after capture of where I was at before going into this week-long immersion and then coming on the other side an expression of what i've received on the other side of it. and so if you've yet to listen to the episode before this one, i highly recommend listening to that one first because it does a great job of setting the scene and the runway for what it is that i'm going to share here today. and before i get into it and and offer this transmission, i want to invite you to slow everything down in your space to the best of your ability. Let's presence our seat or our feet and deep gratitude for the earth beneath you, holding you, offering unconditional support in the way that she always does. And together, let's take a deep down belly breath all the way to the bottom of the belly. Inhale. Holding it at the bottom. Bringing all of your attention into your root. And exhale. And when you're ready, let's come back into the shared space. Thank you for opening up your heart to receive and, and offering me the gift and the honor of your full presence as I transmit what has come through for me during this very sacred an intentional time that I spent in the highlands and the Costa Rican jungle in an area of Costa Rica called Chiripo, which now very much has my heart. Um, it's It's the, I believe the highest part of Costa Rica where it even snows sometimes. There's rushing incredible rivers that flow through this land and cleanse the body. These cold plunges in the river, like, oh my gosh, inspired me to bring cold plunging into my life in a major way. It's, I believe, called the land of the flowing waters. And it certainly is that. I'm so excited to spend more time there in this place. And I recognize one essential ingredient when it comes to medicine work is the land That the work is happening on, you know, because the plant teachers, the plant allies working on the land from which they come, the increased attunement to our inherent connectivity to the land comes online in an incredible way. So to be sitting on a property in a space that's being stewarded with such love and such care in such harmony and and reciprocity and balance with the environment was an incredible way to start this this powerful week that I uh, just experienced. So I've been spending the last few days just integrating and letting myself land in LA, allowing all that's come through to settle, to really settle. And a part of this Is that I noticed that as the integration work is occurring, any aspects of myself that are not a match to this next expanse that I'm stepping into absolutely have come up as I've been in the energy of integration, which has required me to choose powerfully who it is that I am becoming, who it is that I get to be to become a match for this next chapter of life that I'm stepping into. And one ingredient for that is willpower. I recognize, I am recognizing that to deploy the energy required to actualize significant change and shift in our lives, we get to apply willpower. And that comes through choice. That comes through choice. Applying willpower to a change comes through choice. And so I have made over the last couple of days, the powerful decision, the powerful choice to become who it is that I need to be in order to expand my capacity to hold what's, what's here and what's on the horizon, what's, what's coming, which is my highest excitement to experience. So part of, um, the way I want to enter this is around the conversation of capacity. So capacity, um, When I went into the ceremony, I recognized that there is an invitation. There was an invitation for me to step into the next level of life, the next level of love in my relationship with my current partner, the next level of service in connection to the dojo ecosystem. And in order to actualize my life in the expanse at the next level, I recognized that there needed to be an expansion in my actual capacity to house it all, to house more energy. So one of the first things that you know, I experienced in the ceremonies, in the first ceremony was a reorientation around how I spend my energy in a deeper honoring of my own energy as a my most valuable resource so i recognize that where i point my attention is the expression of the most valuable resource that i have so my choice point the decisions that i make on a day to day minute to minute actually basis as to where and how I allot and point my energy is an essential thing to become present to, to become more conscious of. So that illuminated for me, wherever there were still layers of overextending myself in relationship, settling for imbalance in relationship and like the pattern that I witnessed in myself or had witnessed in myself of feeling imbalance in, in in relationship at times. And then my tendency to overreach and fill in the gap to try to create a balance. And it actually creates an energetic depletion in my system in order to do that. And it comes from an innocent fear, right? that is connected to a, a fear of loss of love. Like if I don't put in the extra effort or try to preserve or prove or maintain, even at the expense of myself to overexpend my energy to put, maintain relationship across the board, that there was a fear that if I didn't do that, that love would be lost. And so there was a lot of recalibration for me around just really perhaps even grieving certain connections where i recognize that the time has expired for me to be able to overextend myself in order to sustain the old level of relationship and i get to be in a deep trust that the relationships that are meant to be in my life will recalibrate themselves and rebalance themselves where it's in a balanced energy exchange and and that is also contributing to increasing my capacity to point my energy where life is actually calling me to forward to point it. So, first big piece that came through was really prioritizing balanced energy exchange in relationship. And the, the domain of intimacy and relationship in both romantic partnership and friendship has been territory in my life where a lot of my soul curriculum lives. And so soul curriculum for those of you kind of just tuning into this language, let me share a little bit about what that means to me. So from my perspective, we all come in with specific zones of curriculum in the school of life, or I like to call it in the dojo, that is our life, that we have incarnated into form to learn through. So where each one of us, each one of us has very custom curriculum that I believe was generated in a prior incarnation. Some schools of thought call it karma, right? Like we accrue karma. And when we incarnate into this form, the memories of the soul are powerful enough to survive the death and rebirth process. So the soul memory still has an incomplete karma or curriculum that it has incarnated into this lifetime in this form, in this body that you have in order to complete, in order to complete. So if we have this karma or this curriculum to complete in this lifetime, as creators, it only makes sense that we will magnetize the perfect catalyst, the perfect characters, the perfect family into our field to precisely trigger or activate that curriculum that had gone unfinished in a prior incarnation so that we can rewrite re- it. We can rewire it. We can reprogram ourselves into higher frequencies of love, ultimately more unconditional love, right? So I recognize for myself that I've come into this lifetime specifically with relational karma, Like, yep, that's a thing for me. And I have recognized often where I developed protective mechanisms or protectors that would come online in order to preserve love. Because the wound is there's a deep fear of losing love or being unlovable. Like, please raise your hand out there. I'll feel you in the non-local if you have felt that fear too. It's very, it's a common, common you know, shared curriculum among many human beings, right? We often will have all these subconscious or semi conscious survival patterns that are oriented to support us and protect us to preserve love in our lives because we feel from an early age that we need to have love to be safe in our family units. So I recognize that curriculum as part of my life journey. And in this ceremony, as I step into this next level of expanse in my life, relationally and professionally, I was given the invitation to really clean up where my semi-conscious protection patterns would have me overreach, overextend myself in order to preserve relationship. So that's, that's one big thing that, that kind of like opened up for me in the, in the ceremony space. And I'm noticing like, as I'm sharing and bringing this forward that, you know, there's an edge I'm feeling around the, availability and possibility to even begin to transmit to to you what occurred and how it occurred. So I just want to preface this that I'm a stand for this work with our plant allies and plant teachers. And I've experienced some of the most significant and profound quantum leaps in my life that I've gratefully been able to integrate with Ayahuasca with psilocybin, working with these medicines and what occurs in these spaces is so beyond language. So please add a dose of beyond language to everything that I'm saying in terms of the mechanics of how it landed in my system. So there was a big expanse around capacity in general. I also felt a Rewiring in my system connected to um, my service and how it is that I serve, who it is that I serve, and why it is that I do what I do. And this part was humbling for me. And it's quite appropriate that I'm sharing it on the podcast right now because um, a lot of information came in around this podcast, around the entire ecosystem. That makes up all of the dojo containers. And what I saw is in many ways this very humbling impression of how I've oriented a lot of it around myself and how much not about me it is actually. And so there was a a major invitation to move from being me centric to we centric in the way that I serve and in the way that this entire ecosystem and the podcast are being created. And so I got to feel this really deep gratitude for the women who have invested in me. Like what a gift that I do not take for granted that some of the most incredible women that I've ever met have trusted me with their hearts with their souls, with their deepest soul curriculum, with their most vulnerable places, with financial investment, many of them when they're truly at the edge and still leaning into it anyway, and taking that energy in the form of money, because that's what money is. It's, if you think about it, like, All of the money that you have in your experience, you generate through an energetic investment of some sort, right? Like you invest your time and energy in doing your work or serving in the way that you do or loving the people that you love, even if it's coming through family support, you're still investing your energy in those relationships and in the love. And then we receive the reciprocal energy exchange in the form of money. So if you're serving and showing up for clients, you're investing your energy and they're investing their energy, injecting it into you in the form of financial investment. And so for me, receiving the energetic investment, the energetic injection of financial resource from these incredible sisters who I also consider sisters, not just clients, but sisters and now collaborators and and incredible facilitators and artists and musicians and and beings that truly care about this planet and just feeling that almost like on my knees gratitude that this is the work that i get to do that i get to invest my energy because the reciprocal exchange, right? There's the financial investment. And then that, that's like an injection of energy that then I'm like, oh my God, I want to give everything I have. Like let, that, let us amplify that exponentially. So I'm investing my energy into the women that are investing in me. And I felt this really deep reciprocal, symbiotic energy of ecosystem in that. So they invest in me and then I invest in them and then I see them grow. And then I'm I'm witnessing empowered creatrixes that I'm now inspired to collaborate with and co-create with and also consider sisters. And so I got to see how leading up to ceremony, which was, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I had, um, felt the vision of the dojo-like containers becoming an ecosystem where the women who graduate from the level two program, I then invest in and bring them on as co-facilitators, guardians, bringing their medicine in the form of music or content creation in all the ways that feel true. I felt that energy. And leading up to ceremony, I had housed the ecosystem within my own brand, within my own name, right? What's a brand? It's like my name. And the truth is that, you know, the the branding experts that I had been working with all recommended across the board that I house the dojo ecosystem within the Zahara Zimmering brand or like name because, and it made sense logically, because as I grow and things evolve over the years, that if it ever shifted out of the dojo energetic, I would still be myself. So then I wouldn't have to like recreate the website. So it would, it would house whatever was true for me at any given stage. So that made sense. And I moved forward with it. And that's the way that I did it. And I am launching my website under ZaharaZimring.com. And that Zahara ZaharaZimring website holds the entire dojo ecosystem. And the truth is, all of my heart and my being is in the dojo ecosystem. And what I got in the medicine in such a big way is that the ecosystem is not about me. (laughs) It's about we. And so I had this very humbling, like, almost like, like, I don't know, like humbling and humiliating. I don't know if it's it. It might be humiliating is probably too strong of a word, but like this, like bashful laugh at myself when I could really feel and see the amount of money and energy I invested in my own personal website, which is awesome. It's beautiful. I'm really proud of it. I hope you go check it out. And I recognize that as the, the the growth of the ecosystem I'm most passionate about actually gets to be its own thing that is co-created by myself and all the women who actually have invested in me and, and have moved through the ecosystem, that I'm only continuing to do it because I'm witnessing the fact that it works through their embodiment, and I'm like, wow, like these are my women, like we we get to invite more women and men into this ecosystem to experience the magnitude of expanse, transformational power, and true family that we're experiencing. It's been over a year and a half since the close of the first round. And these women are flying to each other's baby blessings and to each other's weddings and spending New Year's together. And it's just a sisterhood that transcends the container. That is the truth of it. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And so there's my why I, I, I'm excited to create spaces that invite more beings on this planet who are resonating with the specific frequency that we're playing with this dojo energetic, the ferocity of it and the depth of unconditional space and compassion of it to come in and experience the magnitude of transformation and family that we have created. And as more beings come into the ecosystem, it's not something that I could hold alone. So I was given this like humbling laughter at myself and the ego part of me that had this idea that I thought that I had to be the one to hold it, that I had to be the one to do it all. And it's just not the truth. So I I recognize that Leading up to the ceremony, I had actually recorded five episodes of the dojo podcast of this podcast. And on those episodes, what I felt when I looked back was that I had gotten caught up in the momentum of the expanse that I could feel available, which was true in the business. But the me that was in the business, I'm using quotes with my fingers if you're not looking at the video, the business momentum isn't who I am or what I'm about or what I'm here to follow. It's not about the strategy. It's not about what's supposed to happen next. And the truth is, I got caught up leading before the week before ceremony, I got caught up in what I thought was supposed to be next strategically. Like it makes sense to do it in this way. And so I recognized that who I was showing up on the podcast was on the first five episodes that I'd recorded was really just doing it from a place that was disconnected to my why. I wasn't actually feeling you. I wasn't feeling the, the, the women and the men that I'm actually doing In this communication for like right now, I'm communicating from my most vulnerable place to you, your ears listening right now, because I want to feel you and I want you to feel me and I want us to learn and grow together. Like, that's what this life thing is about. And so I, my prayer is that through my sharing from the most vulnerable place of learning inside of me, that it touches the most vulnerable place of learning inside of you. And that when you step into your service and what it is that you're here to create, that some of the codes that I'm learning through sometimes making mistakes and wobbling will land for you and that you might might catch it earlier. you know. So for me, I created those first five episodes disconnected to my why. And there's so many podcasts out right now that I, I'm not creating this from a place of just doing it because it felt like the right thing to do for more people to find hear about this ecosystem and what we're creating. I had to really recalibrate to why is it that I'm bringing this message forward? every message that's on this, this podcast. Like, why am I having these interviews? What is behind it? Who are we speaking to? And so I decided I'm actually not going to release the first episodes I recorded before ceremony. Because the place I was coming from is actually out of alignment. It's not coming from the deepest heart of what this is. And mind you, all of you guys who know about the whole the Liberation Dojo and the Dojo ecosystem is these containers are the intention of them is to identify where your fear-based leading edge is at and expand beyond it in real time. Be in the action of that. So at first I thought, fuck it. I will release all those episodes and I'll just share publicly, I'll call myself out and say, These episodes I recorded before I had this big shift and so they're not in the energetic alignment that that is my intention, but release them anyway because there's a part of me that sat with that as it's important to like, walk the walk of it not having to be perfect. So I just want to name that, that that was an actual timeline for me to put, put them out anyway. They're still really great. Like the content in there is amazing. I'll probably save them for like bonus content at some point if it feels true ever, but the heart of it isn't there. It just feels more like interviews and talking about really epic, like extraordinary expanse that has occurred, but the heart of why and the frequency of ceremony Of holding our life as the dojo, which I I trust that you can feel in me right now. I'm like teetering on the edge of it, even sharing all of this with you. Like, there's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, are they, will you even care about this backstory of what I'm sharing? But I'm trusting that the ears upon which this is meant to land will receive it in the way that I mean it. Right, so I'm really letting go of of um, expectation of what any of this is supposed to look like, and I'm dropped into the intention of sharing from my heart and, and and touching yours, and that's really the place that I care to share from. So after I really like embraced, okay, I will release them, and I'll call myself out. Once I let that land, then after night two, I got really clear about the next expanse of the dojo ecosystem and this podcast specifically. And once that came in, I realized, oh, I actually, I can't release those episodes because the rhythm, there's a rhythm that I want to create that includes Honors and celebrates the women who have invested in me in this ecosystem, the women that I believe in, the women that I have invested in, that I, I see shine and soar. And it it is the their fulfillment, is my fulfillment. And I believe in their word. I believe in their message just as much as mine. This is not about me doing this alone. This is about us doing it together. These are the women that believe in this to the degree that I do because they've walked it with me. So what I got on night two was that for this podcast. For the dojo, Life Beyond the Edge podcast, what I want to create is a sequence of episodes every month where there'll be one episode, a solo a solo ceremony. And my intention with every one of these, these episodes is to create and transmit the frequency of ceremony or to invite you into your life as the dojo or life as the ceremony. That's all interchangeable to me, to presence you into the truth of your creatorship, that everything happening in your moment right now is happening precisely for you in exactly the way that it needs to touch you to bring you home to more of yourself. So every month, the first episode will be a, um, the intention, and this may shift, you know, because things always shift, but what I could feel and what I can feel at this point is that I'm going to do a solo episode bringing and inviting the energy of ceremony, sharing what's most alive here in this heart as the seed creator of this whole ecosystem. Then I will have an interview with a human that I find inspiring, that lives their life beyond the edge in a way that I feel will impact and touch the hearts of those who are meant to receive in a way that uh, really matters. (laughs) And so I'm excited to bring in once a month an episode with, with someone outside of the dojo ecosystem, because I do feel like it's important that we don't create a closed circuit. It's important that we recognize and and empower the circuit, but also include energy that isn't a part of the closed loop of the dojo ecosystem, because we always here to learn from each other and grow from each other. So we're going to have sessions with incredible Jedi, badass powerhouses that, that walk the way of the dojo and live their life beyond the edge and haven't necessarily moved through this ecosystem. Next, there'll be an episode where I'm going to interview one of the women who has firsthand moved through the level one and two dojo immersed in dojo masters group containers and are now a part of the dojo council. And these are the women that I'm now investing in to come on as collaborators, as co-facilitators, as musicians and artists in the space. They, oh my gosh, some of the most incredible musicians that I know, incredible facilitators and, and having them come on and share their voices. So I'm going to introduce you one by one to each of them and offer up an interview with one of the women from the Dojo Council. And then the final episode of the month is going to be her. I'm going to pass the mic to her and she's going to interview and bring you into her world. She's going to interview someone from her world that she feels walks the way of the dojo and lives their life beyond the edge. And we get to invite another being from outside the ecosystem through the voice of one of the women who's not me, (laughs) because I recognize it's about the we. It's about the perspectives. We are all channels. We are all channels. And so my opportunity is to invite in the channels of the women that are operating in this ecosystem and fully empower and trust their channels. And I do, and I do. And I'm so excited for you to meet them. So we've got a new rhythm with this podcast that I'm so excited for you to feel. And um, we get to hold it together. And I would love to just presence you in your own life to where there might be opportunities for you to welcome in the we more. Where do you hold more in your life out of an idea that you need to hold it alone, or you're supposed to hold it alone, or your ego's getting off on holding it alone, like wherever in that spectrum. And are there opportunities and and allies in your life who are in line to hold it with you, who are surrounding you, who care deeply about you and want to hold the mission, hold the service, hold the romance, hold the love, hold the friendship right along with you? So this is a message to the the ones who tend to overdo or hold more than is necessary. And there's such a gift in, in the opportunity to ally up. And so I'm here to ally up. And as we ally up and I get to introduce you to the women through this podcast and we get to meet people in their worlds that are that are edge walkers like us. We're going to be also building the dojo ecosystem, the freestanding website that will ultimately house the dojo ecosystem. And that will take as long as it takes. And in the meantime, it's perfect that my personal website, ZaharaZimmering.com will hold the whole dojo ecosystem while we can organically birth the freestanding um, container that will hold all the containers that is um, coming from the unit of all the women who have invested in this, um, this way of growing together is really what it is. And it is a unique texture, a unique way of growing together. And I trust that you can just feel it, feel it through me. So a big part of the ceremony was really the expanse that I got to receive around service and like my why for being here in service. So let's put that now to the side. Another huge category for me, was around um, romantic relationship with my partner. And honestly, from the very beginning, what I received from the medicine was the most massive affirmation and just full yes around the choice that I'm making to step into the next chapter with my partner, David. And that felt so good. It was almost like from the very jump I got this massive wave of like blessing and it was like, yes to this, yes to the next chapter that you're choosing. And also like this real recognition that everything that has been up for me in terms of the fears and doubts and insecurities that have come up have absolutely nothing to do with my current partner, David, and that it has to do with my past relationships and my my prior history with the masculine, my relationship with my father, which I mentioned in the pre-ceremony podcast and my relationships with the masculine in general, my trust in the masculine, I recognize that over the trajectory of my awakening journey, I have earned a trust in myself, meaning like I learned that I will show up for myself right? Like I know how to show up for myself. I trust myself to show up for myself. I earned a trust in life very strongly through the journey I went on specifically last year in 2021 and releasing everything in my known universe and like really dying into the absolute unknown. And for the very first time, trusting life to show up for me. And it did. And so I built this major deep and embodied trust with life like life really is happening for me it moved beyond concept and into embodiment i recognized that where i lacked full trust was in another human trust in myself yes trust in life yes but trust in love with another like human that's flawed (laughs) based on the phantom past of my relationship history I hadn't fully built that level of trust in my being yet. And so a big part of my ceremony was looking at where those woundings had lived and really going all the way back into the root of my family of origin system and back, 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 like way beyond this lifetime and really feeling the, I can't say the root wounding, but one element of the root wounding that has moved through my masculine line of the family and feeling myself at the leading edge of it, feeling myself pulsing at the leading edge of my lineage of, and specifically in this case of my masculine lineage and feeling the root point of the wounding there, and then getting to see beyond myself, all of the ways that that particular root wounding had been manifesting itself within my family system, creating a lot of separation within my family system and then feeling myself pulsing at the leading edge of it with an opportunity to heal it for my children so that my children don't come in having to move through the curriculum that that particular root wounding requires in order to heal it. Here I am at the leading edge of it before I have my own children with an opportunity to do that work for myself and seven generations forward and beyond, 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 and also back, back, back. So I felt the synchronicity of the fact that I'm going to visit several members of my family in the next month. I'm going to see my nuclear family in the next two months and meet my nephew for the first time and just really feeling how I get to show up differently in my healing. So it's the opportunity that I have to show up as the healing within my family system. Now, I had this idea (laughs) that the entirety of this particular healing process had to complete itself before I would be ready to step into creating my own family and motherhood. And what I really got through also working with one of the incredible lead facilitators is just recognizing that the awareness alone is enough to begin the momentum of healing and that it doesn't have to be, I can let go of the idea that it all has to be fully complete so that I can step into the next chapter of my life and allow, and allow the organic unfolding of whatever is meant to happen for, for me in terms of you know, becoming a mother and whatever timeline is true for that. There's not this, this healing has to happen and it needs to look like this and we have to put a rush on it so that i am somehow then ready to become a match for the next level of relationship or life whenever and however that's true because i also don't know exactly the timeline on that or what that would look like um no pressure baby hi <laughs> but you know just really feeling that that there's a strong intention for the healing of my family system through the line and to be in service to that and also the attunement the ingredient of attunement is essential. So as the one who's doing a lot of this work in my family system, and my family is incredible, and they are doing their work in their own ways. And, you know, I'm working with plant medicine and and taking some really significant quantum leaps. And so I wonder if any of you listening can relate to that and, and the feeling of like, wow, like, okay, sometimes I feel a little alone in my family unit that I'm, I'm doing this work. And there can be when these revelations and new awarenesses come, a desire to immediately bring it home into the family system and have these conversations and, and, and bring it forward and clear whatever needs to be cleared and share it. And there's an attunement to the level of readiness that is present in each individual, in each family system. So just radiating the liberation that comes from the work that you're doing is enough. And as intimacy builds and there's a deeper knowing of one another within the family unit, it will become known when the time is right to have these deeper conversations to share the deeper revelations and to move through the the mutual healing opportunities that are present. So the energy of attunement really came in. So both excitement to reconnect with my family of origin and the recognition of the healing that's present and happening inside of me and I trust is is will will re- like happen almost backwards and forwards as well as I do it just naturally. So there's excitement for that and also a deeper attunement to timing and like having not no not having pressure around it, which is really a relief to my system. So I can just prioritize uh, the deepening of intimacy with my family and the people that I love the most and not allow the like ancient wounding that has nothing to nobody's fault. Nobody started. It's nobody's fault. There's no one person, no matter what any side effect expressions of that particular wounding have looked like wherever there were side effect expressions of it that have manifest within my own family system. Those expressions came from the innocence of a, an unprocessed wound and a, and, a, and a human doing their very best from the level of awareness that they had at the time. So, how can we hate on that? How can we have a problem with that when the awareness that that's what's happening is there and everyone truly has been doing their very best? We can hold compassion to a degree perhaps that we never have before. And all I feel is compassion. A dear friend of mine posted something recently that I forgot the exact quote, but it says something like, until you've made peace with that which you're running from, you can't fully receive what you're running toward, right? And so I really feel this peace in me through this unconditional compassion that exists for myself and everyone in my family and anywhere that the separation wounding has impacted within my family system. And I'm intentionally not sharing specifics around it because I want to respect um, the privacy of, of my family unit, but I trust that you can feel where I'm coming from and what I mean. And also even through not sharing the details around it, perhaps you can apply the generality of it to your own family system and where there's healing that wants to happen and is happening through you and perhaps how we can attune Deep more deeply into our family unit and just become the carrier of that priceless compassion that just gets it and has moved beyond um, blame or shame. What a what a masterful place to be. There's also something that one of my teachers at the immersion said that true forgiveness is realizing there was never anything to forgive wow, this really landed for me. And I thank him so much for sharing that with me. Because when we recognize the innocence and the doing their very bestness of everyone in the family unit at every single moment, no matter how intense or challenging any of the moments were, and we recognize truly, wow, they're really doing their very best from the level of awareness that they had with the level of wounding that was present. So the protections, the defenses, the anger, the shame, the, all of it is coming from a human doing their very, very best. And then the line before them and the line before them and the ancestors back before them, all doing their very, very best with the deep wounding that was being carried through my family system, every family system has some iteration of it. And every generation is becoming more and more aware and better and better equipped to navigate it, transmute it, heal it, and turn around, face back towards the lineage and say, oh, there was never anything to forgive. You were all doing your very best. Not only do I forgive you, but I don't even need to. You didn't do anything wrong. You're doing your very best. Such liberation in that. So much liberation in that. So I really experienced a lot of healing around that. And yeah, I just, I feel really grateful for the clarity (laughs) that I'm landing in around stepping into the next chapter of life with my partner, David. And I don't claim to know at all what that looks like, but I do know that before going into ceremony if you look at the pre-ceremony episode and after this ser- week of ceremonies i feel so much more clear within myself around the choice that i am making i feel the security anchored in me which has nothing to do with my partner it was for me to receive within myself connected to all the healing that i that i am doing in connection to my relationship with the masculine in general which is allowing me to make the choice to gift trust to my current partner who has only ever shown up with the utmost integrity, the utmost truth, and, and, and profoundly generous and incredible holding of my heart. So the truth is, I get to make the choice to trust this man. And trust becomes an empowerment technology. My dear sister Alana, who I was um, at this retreat with, shared with me the most incredible definition of of trust, and I I'm holding the vision that I can bring her on the podcast at some point to share that with you guys um, for herself. But um, I I'm doing my best to share just a portion of it, and and the portion of it that I want to share is how I'm now relating to trust as its own energetic way of offering empowerment to the people in our lives. So if you really feel when you're in the presence of someone who trusts you, like who really gifts you with their trust, feel the strength of empowerment that you feel in the presence of that person. It's like they're saying, you are free with me I trust every decision that you will make. I trust you and your capacity in this particular zone of your genius, in whatever zone of your genius that I choose to trust. And within that zone, they're gifting you that like total empowerment to rock it out and just keep becoming better and better and more of yourself through your own choice point, through your own empowerment. Versus being in the field with someone who just like does not trust you or will not gift you with their trust there's a feeling of disconnection separation closure that can occur and it it doesn't breed deeper connection and intimacy and so while we don't need to trust everyone with everything in every way when we're choosing to be in intimacy and relationship with other beings, especially romantic partnership, I would say it's an essential ingredient to find where you actually trust them. Like to tune into their capacity from your intuitive space and decide, decide to trust them there. Like trust the actual capacity that they have demonstrated. And so I feel like my, with my partner. He continues to show up in ways that actually exceed my expectations of what's possible in relationship and with in partnership. And so wherever in the past i've had fear or lack of trust in love or in our love it's only coming from past experiences where i couldn't trust where i wasn't trusting where perhaps the capacity of my partner in the past 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 at the time was not actually worthy of my trust which doesn't mean that that ultimately they aren't worthy of trust it just means that they get to grow in their capacity to become worthy of my trust In the integrity zone with my most recent partner and my current partner, both of them showed up with the level of integrity and consistency and a demonstration of the capacity to really honor their word over and over and over again that everything in me knows that I can trust that capacity. And so I choose to trust it, and anything that is not that is only coming from my own past experiences of trauma where I did give trust and it was it was not met and it actually i was i my intuition my tracker on it was off my tracker on it was off, and that's not their responsibility that's my responsibility that's like where my oh where I actually overstretched myself or didn't listen to my own knowing or didn't listen to my own intuition. But from now forward, after this ceremony week, I feel the security enough in myself to know that no matter what I got me, so it's not my security and my um, sense of safety is not dependent on how another person shows up, whether it's romantically or in, in friendship or in partnership, collaboration, business front, no matter where it is my sense of okayness is not dependent on other beings. And I deeply desire to be in connection with, in collaboration with, in friendship with, in romantic partnership, life partnership with other beings. So it's essential that I get online fully with the capacity to trust other beings. And in order to do that, the First, the trust in myself, which allows me to attune to their actual bandwidth and capacity based on what they've demonstrated for me. So the trust, my own knowing, and then source that knowing in their direction. Like, wow, like I really have a knowing that I can trust this person in this zone and make an intentional effort to gift them my trust in that zone where I intuitively feel they have the capacity for it and then gift them the trust to fully show up for it and exceed that expectation, exceed that level of maybe not expectation, but knowing that I feel that they're capable of, they actually have the capacity to go beyond what I feel like I intuitively feel like they're capable of. But the starting point of trusting them to be capable in the first place empowers them to rock it out. And that's what I pray other people gift me as well. So thank you, Alana, for sharing with me your perspective on that, because it really helped me frame the energy of trust and what trust really means. Um, At least in this stage of my journey, this is a good way for me to frame it, especially when it comes to um, utilizing, like feeling trust as a gift. Like really feel that. Like when I try, if the people, when the people in my life really, really, really trust me, it feels like such a gift. And it inspires me to show up for them more. Like I'm like, thank you. Yes. And then I grow, I can grow in that space. There's space for me to become more of me. And so that's what I'm committed to um, in my romantic partnership and in all of my relationships, really. Um, so I'm also really grateful for that piece that came in. Yeah, I'm feeling in if there's, you know, really anything more. There, I mean, there's so much more. It was three ceremonies, but I feel like what I just transmitted is is enough to digest for this particular transmission. And, you know, as more pieces of the journey land and integrate, um, I trust that you'll feel them being expressed through me. And I'm excited to just continue the journey and share transparently with all of you, what's alive and arriving and growing and being learned. In my space through the episodes that are coming. I'm so excited to introduce you to the, the people that inspire me most in my life, and the edge walkers that I know, the, those who live their life beyond the edge, that you know are inside and outside of the dojo ecosystem. And also to introduce you to the dojo council of women whose voices you'll be hearing on this podcast as we live our life beyond the edge together. So thank you for walking in this way with me. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at Zahara Zimring, and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart. Leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining, and I'll see you next time.